What's going on, everyone? Welcome to First Hand Podcast. My name is Paul Oshinsky. I'm a, I'm a co-host here. And I'm Nick Gieslin. And we have a we have a very special guest. Uh, we don't really see him that much. It's not like we live with him. But uh, his name is Ryan Zabo. How's it going? We're gonna refer to him as Zabo throughout the podcast. Yeah, as we do. We live with two Ryans. So, um, what are we talking about here? Well, you know, in keeping with our calling our friends by their last name, we're gonna be talking about fantasy football. I feel like that's a fantasy football sort of thing to do. I think just it's like just sports it in general. Sports, sports in general, like people get referred by their last name yeah. all the time. It's I like was the, called Oshinsky when I played soccer. Yeah, it's like deme- It's like a little bit demeaning, you know. You should you like screaming at deal people. With it. And then, yeah, that's the nature of sports. So is this football as in American football or? Uh... <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah, so, no. Yeah. For our European audience, uh, I think <laughs> we have I should a large clarify that we are game. talking about American football. Good. The one where the, the people hit each other, you know. Yeah, um, clunk heads. Yes, not the egalitarian, you know. Communist sport. Yeah, communist sport. Yep. The better one as far as I'm concerned. Yes, well, we'll get into that. <laughs> so, uh, do you want to start it off, or do you want me to get into it? I feel like I'm not the best person to start off because I don't play fantasy football. Well, you'll be a good... Uh, so, I'll be very interested to learn. Okay, cool. Well, I have only played like three seasons, maybe like four seasons of fantasy football. I I think you've been in every single league I've played in. Yeah. Um, But I guess we can start by saying I I was like looking up, doing some research and seeing how widespread of a thing it is. And it like, it was a thing in the late 90s, but uh, it was more of, I was reading, there was an interesting New York Times article about it, and uh, the... It was like a nerd. It was seen as a nerdy thing to do. It was like really nerdy. The guy was saying that it was sort of like playing in Dungeons and Dragons, except a little bit cooler, because it's just <laughs> like you do all the research and stuff, and you know. Well, it was also a lot different back in you know the the '90s. Like back then, they didn't have nearly as much like technology or tracking. Like ESPN has an entire platform, don't or dedicated to fantasy now and back then people had to track their own stats and or like look up the stats in the paper and then do it that way and there's some leagues like there's i just read it yesterday about a league that's a touchdown only league and it's been going since 1974 and they still to this day like keep the stats by hand and like the commissioner will tally all the scores after the Monday night game and send them out to all the league members and that's how you find out whether or not you won. That is hardcore. <laughs> Old school. Damn. Yeah, I mean, that's crazy. Well, now uh, I was reading a Forbes article that was kind of just like some interesting stats about fantasy football and it said that there are 33, at least 33 million people who play uh, fantasy football I think maybe in the United States, maybe anywhere, but it's mm. obviously it's American football, so most of the people are in the United States. Um, but then, and then you know, there's an eight eight hundred. They said an estimated eight hundred million dollars spent uh, annually on fantasy football products, like which uh, can be a pretty broad category. Like I don't know if they would include you know NFL Red Zone, which for those of you who don't know is a service, pretty much that was born out of the fantasy craze to where you could watch every single game all at once. 
um, essentially. You, they'll show you every scoring play. Is there, is there a little catch line? So there's that. I don't know if that counts. Uh, but definitely all of those, you know, ESPN, Fantasy Edition, magazines, mm-hmm. Sports Illustrated has the same thing, uh, catalogs, uh, subscription services. Um, I don't know what other sort of... Uh, I mean... Uh, like yeah, I know. Like ESPN has a fantasy show now. Like they actually yeah, have a yeah. thirty-minute show, like uh, weekdays, that is dedicated to fantasy football. Um, that's probably the main one that comes to my mind now. That's like new and exciting. Everything else is like pretty pretty covered. You know, websites. Uh, yeah, there's a, like they're exclusively fantasy writers, mm-hmm. people who just research and and make predictions and. Uh, obviously, there's the statistics part of it as well. I mean, so. I think that's that's part of where the popularity of fantasy football has really boomed is that there's so much more information available now and so many more experts that actually have careers dedicated to doing fantasy football. Like, I mean, there's I, I know, like, there's one analyst who every week has a column that is dedicated to, like, wide receivers that are going against really good corners and why you might not want to play them because of how good the matchup is. So, like, just the information is so much more available now, and it's so much easier to do research that, like, fantasy football is easier now than it has been in the past, and that's why more people are playing. Yeah, and I think this is interesting. This is not something I was anticipating talking about, but um, maybe you can chime in here, Paul. Uh, But, like, it's not a something – because usually you think of, like, a new thing popping up. Like, all this stuff, like, obviously ESPN puts a lot of money into it, Um and stuff, and I guess they get like eyes, sort of like, you know, they can get advertising revenue from all this. But this all spurred out of something that, I guess, it was a product. You know, I guess like, you know, the platform to play fantasy football was a product, but it was always free, right? So I think that's interesting about like how something can just come entirely out of the blue like this. Like, I guess there were fantasy leagues beforehand, but obviously, you know, the average person probably didn't know about it until mm-hmm. I guess like the mid two thousands or something like that. I mean, yeah, that's that's probably about when that's that's definitely when I started playing. I mean, I've been playing for like ten years at least now. Um, but I mean, that also has something to do with that was at the the point in my age where I could comprehend something like fantasy football. Mm-hmm. But I definitely think that was that was part. Of, I think I joined probably in a uh, beginning of a large growth for fantasy football. So I mean, now now it's booming and like now fantasy football is everywhere. All right, so. Let's play a little, a little game. So I did, I did like a, a, a little bit of research, but it was all pretty interesting. So I found an academic study on why people like fantasy football. I didn't read the entire thing. I pretty much read the <laughs> abstract as, I, as you know, okay. we do. For, okay. <laughs> yeah. But um, anyway, Paul, since you've been sort of quiet, uh, I'm going to let you guess the four things that uh, these these researchers named Dwyer and Youngjai, Youngjai in a 2011 study uh, listed as the top reasons people play fantasy football. Alright, well the, the first thing I'm going to say is it's competitive. You're, that is you're, ding, ding, ding. ding yes. That's actually the most... Yes, yeah, that's, that is what I was thinking. Yeah. You're pitted against someone else. I don't know if this counts, but it's kind of like gambling. Ding, 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 ding. You're on a roll. 
<laughs> wow, Paul's two for two. Man, Knows Paul, nothing about fantasy yeah. football, but comes in here. This is this is reminiscent of, of uh, I heard you bowled a three hundred, <laughs> a perfect game. You're, I did. You just hit two strikes again. Congratulations! <laughs> Incredible. All right, for the turkey. Uh, I feel like I just had it in my mind. I don't know. Um, what else is there about fantasy football that's like draws people? Just like I feel like it's just sports. I don't know. That doesn't count as an answer, but. Mm-hmm. Do you have a, an actual guess, or you just want me to go into the... You should, you should guess. I can, get, I can guess yeah, a couple. Yeah. I'd say one might be because their friends play it, or because people they know play it. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll give that one to you. <laughs> it's the, the social interaction yeah. part of yeah, it. Yeah, essentially. So that's that's, that's basically yeah. what I was going for. That's what they termed it. Yeah. And then I would say um, my last one would be that it makes games where you're not the fan way more interesting. I I mean I don't know if they'd make that an academic point, but yeah, I feel like that's a fact at least when I watch. Yeah, football. that's actually I think that is encompassing. The last one's the most vague. It's entertainment and escape. Yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah. so it gives like an extra I guess dynamic extra to the game. To football because you're rooting for players. Yeah. Say, yeah. yeah. Like, oh, maybe he'll get me two more points and I'll win. Yeah. So it's an extra level there. And then also the escape part, uh, they said, you know, it's like a diversion from if you're at work, you can just get on your phone and, and tinker Strike. around with your, uh, with your fantasy team. Um, which, you know, I do that, all, I do that a lot. I, uh, I try not to, but I do. Uh, fantasy football may have costed me a uh, partial letter grade or so, but, you know. Partial letter grade in your GPA. Or in, like, one class? In, like, one class, maybe. I don't know. I'm, I'm pretty good at balancing, but at the same time, I also love fantasy football. Okay, but also, part of your grade was a fantasy football. I did, it? actually, yes. I had a class where part of my grade, it was a sports finance class, and part of my grade was with two of my classmates to run a daily fantasy team and compete against our class. We actually came in second place, so... What can I say? Wow. <laughs> People are saying political science is the hard major. <laughs> fantasy football. You mean the easy, easy major? The easy major. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, yeah, that's cool. You're a sports manager. This is a sports management class, right? This is a sports management yeah. class. Um, so I guess the next thing is, because I, I think that's interesting, like why people like it. Um, another thing, oh, man, I, I was trying to think of... Uh, Another thing that I thought of when I was, I can't remember. Maybe it was maybe it was the extra aspect, like the dynamic in the game, um, and then also like I don't know. I guess that's pretty encompassing. Like it's a pretty comfy. Yeah, no, I I generally agree with the, those being the four main points why people play fantasy football. Yeah, and they said the top one was competition, and then close second was entertainment, and then behind that social interaction and last was gambling yeah uh, gambling is a I mean gambling is a fairly new one other I mean like legitimate gambling like putting $20 up for your up for your fantasy football season at the beginning of the year I wouldn't necessarily consider gambling I don't know it's like it's It's like like a gray area I guess it's pretty much like an anti like it's just like a commitment like, to yeah, actually giving a crap about it. I mean, I but, feel like there's there's more to that because you're playing for you're playing for a prize rather than putting up money and like a day later like finding out whether or not you won money or not. Long term gambling. Plus, you also and this is the this is actually this is another interesting thing uh, is that 
re- or over the last few years, um, obviously gam- gambling is illegal um, in like by federal law, uh, except in places where I can't remember what year they banned it, but uh, except for places like Nevada and I think like Delaware uh, and maybe one or two more other states, um, you know they they banned it. But those the states already had it in their constitution, their mm-hmm. state constitution, that it was legal. So they can still b- gamble there. But then when fantasy football came around and stuff like DraftKings and fantasy, what is it? What is the other one? Um, Whatever it is. A FanDuel. FanDuel. Yeah. Yeah. When that came around, it sort of like revamped a, a debate about whether that falls under gambling. And I think like the, the distinction as far as I knew was the whole uh, – First of all, the, like the long-term aspect of it, mm-hmm. and then also the uh, like the fact that you have control over it. I guess you know. What I, do you mean control? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm confusing because I know like something that I want to talk about is uh well I'll save it because I think it's the most interesting thing. But like you have like a sense of control over it. So well, I guess it's still betting though. I don't know. Do you do you know anything about that? I know I New mean, Jersey's challenging the constitutionality of. Uh, the ban on yeah. yeah so the so the so the issue here is that there's there's so there's obviously two sides of this argument one where they say you put up money the day before you put up money in a game um, you pick players basically you know betting on whether or not they perform well so at that point you are making a bet on one week whether or not your player is going to perform well and then at the end of the week you place in a competition and can win money so people think that is very obviously gambling. But on the other side of the argument are people where it's like fantasy football is a skill. It takes skill to actually know players, like I said earlier, with like wide receiver cornerback matchups. Like that's not common knowledge. That's something you actually have to research. So that goes towards skill. And when it becomes a skill game, it's not considered gambling. It's like a stock, like an investment. Yeah. You know, it's well, like how investment. Is that? What about horse racing? That's the same thing. Well, I mean, that there's odd. Well, that, that horse racing is gambling. Yeah. But what I what I'm saying is that like you, you don't know you didn't raise the horse or anything but you, like, like people that, research I the horses I guess so that's like the point of it I guess so I mean it's more of the fact that um, you're you yourself are the one that is like actually competing you, you would yeah, say yeah. in this in this sense like you are basically a player that has like trained by like you know studying up on fantasy football and at that point you're you're acquiring a skill. And when you're using skill in, in like, doing something, it's not considered gambling. Like, I mean, if it's not random chance and you're like, oh, well, I know that there's a – I know that this is going to happen because this is a great matchup and, like, I know this. Like, at that point, it's, like, not really gambling. But at the same time, I'm not saying that's a fact because there are two sides to this argument. Mm-hmm. So – Where do you see it going? Because it's at the point now where – I know actually Florida Florida's the harshest on it, aren't they? You can technically you can get uh you, you can have a there's a there's a misdemeanor. If you put money down on a fantasy league uh-huh. in Florida, you can get a misdemeanor. <laughs> Um, which I guess like you could technically get in trouble for in other states since gambling is illegal, but mm-hmm. there it's like the laws are explicit enough to where they don't enforce it, but they could if they wanted yeah. to. So I think that's interesting, but do you have like a projection? Cause I don't know enough about it to make a projection. I mean the way I see it and I mean, you can, the way I see a lot of things that debate like this is like, there's just too much money in this for it to just go away. Like 
people people actually love playing daily fantasy and like trying to win money. So there's just too much money going around for it to just disappear. So the way I see it, like eventually there will be some sort of compromise made or eventually they're just going to say, hey, there's skill involved. It's not gambling. And I think eventually, you know, daily fantasy will not you know, be illegal in any form. It might take some time, but as of right now, I mean, that's the way I see it ending up eventually. Okay. Yeah, I would think, I think I agree with that with what little I know, because I don't know, it's not, it's hard to make the argument as a lot of people do, like, especially like kind of like super evangelical Christians against gambling where it's like, Oh, look at how hard, like you can just waste your life away. Like a father can go into a casino and come out and not have any money for his kid, like to raise his kids. It's not really like that. Or at least it doesn't have that stereotype attached to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's a good sort of exa- like a example to use if you're arguing for that side. Whereas, you know, if you go to the blackjack table, the only skill you can use is illegal, which is like yeah, counting cards. exactly. So, whereas in fantasy football, if you really do do the research, then you are very likely to, do better, to be better off. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, back to what Paul was saying about horse racing. The thing about horse racing is like, Every it's like common knowledge to everyone which horses have the best chance of doing well because there's odds and usually the higher odds horses win. So like that's like there's no skill involved when you bet on a horse. Like you're trying kind yeah, of just that going eliminates with, the uh, yeah odds, the fact that yeah okay. Paul, do you have any projections? I mean, no, I don't. I don't care. I think it should be legal. That's not a projection. <laughs> okay. Um, Agree. What, is it taxed right now, or is it just on hold? Um, it's prob. I mean, that's probably something where it's such a gray area of whether like people even want to consider it legal that they're not gonna like. I don't like. It'd be mm-hmm. almost hypocritical if you were to consider it illegal, but I'm tax sure. it. Yeah, I'm sure that will be part of the compromise. Yeah, yeah I'm, exactly. I'm yeah. positive that, that would be a part a of the compromise. Um, so, uh, there's no smooth transition here or anything like that. Uh, but I really wanted to talk about uh, a lot of what the uh, a lot of what the New York Times article I was reading, uh, as well as a couple other things that I saw on the interwebs a few hours ago, was fantasy football addiction. <laughs> <laughs> Which I feel like uh, I always said, uh, probably to an annoying extent. Uh, you know, I try not to spend too much time on my phone for various reasons. We should do a podcast on that at some point. But um, I feel like, and I don't have Instagram, and I feel like sorry almost for people who have Instagram because it's it's like a trap almost, I think, because how much time people spend on it and how little people actually gain from it. But I always say fantasy football is my Instagram. Like, yeah. I will just be, like, in, in some, like, you know... Uh, I don't know, I guess limbo. I'll be like on a bus or something like that. And I'll be like <laughs> listening to music and I'll feel like a little bit awkward and then I'll just pull my phone out and my my thumb goes to like the the spot on the phone on my phone where the fantasy football app is just without fail like yeah. yeah. And I can just spend forever there like just researching or uh, like contemplating a trade or something like that. Um and there is actually a term. It's like, I can't remember what it was. It was like an internet addiction or web addiction or something like that, mm. where it's not a, an official thing, but like a lot of there's, you know, psychological, I guess, organize, or organizations related to psychology that are trying to make it an official disorder where people are, you know, 
addicted in some way or psychologically or addicted to uh, to using like Facebook or using Instagram or using fantasy football, and they say the symptoms are the same for fantasy football. Yeah. Do you have anything to say about that? I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to offend anybody, and like, I mean, I know addiction is a really serious topic, and like, I'm not saying <laughs> this that is you not can't, the same thing. I'm not it? saying you can't like get addicted to it, but like, it just seems like something where like you you just put your phone down. Like, you have to have some sort of mental mental connection where it's like, oh, I'm sorry I'm doing, I'm like on my phone so much that it's actually affecting my life negatively. Uh, I think we actually have a guest opinion uh, coming in. (laughs) Yeah, it's hard to stay quiet when you guys talk about this stuff. Um, Hello, I'm Marie Godiers. I'm the girlfriend of Ryan Zabo, and yes, he is addicted to fantasy football. Um, Currently planning an intervention um, to take care of this issue. Um, Yeah, whenever I look over and I see the green bar at the top of his screen, I know that he has checked out for at least a solid 10 minutes, and I will never get him back for that 10 minutes. Um, And that happens pretty regularly. I mean, it makes him happy, so I guess I can't question it too much, but it has affected our relationship, but um, we're doing all right. Paul, can you play some somber music on guitar? (laughs) We're going to set that up, don't worry. (laughs) Well, there you have it, I guess. Um... I would like to refute those claims. Um, I do like playing fantasy football a lot, and I do spend time monitoring my team. Um, I do not think that I'm addicted. I do not think fantasy football like has a uh, a negative impact on my life, like to the point where it's like affecting other things in my life. But I guess if you really felt that you were at that point where you could not give up fantasy football and it was affecting your life negatively, then you know what? Maybe the experts are right and fantasy football addiction is a thing. <laughs> yeah, some of the stuff that I was reading, because I, I, I kind of use the word addiction in a bad way. Like, it's, it's lessening the seriousness of the term, I guess. There are people who are actually, according to this New York Times piece, there was like one person who went to a psychologist, and the psychologist was like, you just need to stop using fantasy football. And he was like, no, I'll just use it less. And then, he like, <laughs> and then like the lady was, the psychologist was just like, no, you have to stop using it. Like you're like, you're, you're telling me that you have, you aren't able to go to sleep. Like he was telling a story about how, uh, he was losing going into Monday night football and he couldn't sleep because he had two running backs. Like, like, and he didn't know which one to start. You know, he like he was like literally could not sleep because he was he was trying to decide what running back to to start the next day. And, yeah. And she was like, "This is ne- this is negatively affected. Like it's in- inhibiting your like sleep." You know. Yeah, I guess. And, yeah, at that point, at that point, you'd probably consider that an addiction. <laughs> um, yeah. So, I, I guess like in a part of the thing that the this the psychologist that they interviewed for this said was and. I, I, I guess this is this is like sort of what we were talking about already. It it's it's hard because it's not like a gambling addiction where you have no control and it can just go spiral. It can be horrible, you know. You have, but she said you have quote the illusion of control, and I think it's like that's sort of right. You can like guide the ship, I guess, but you never yeah. know if like someone can like like half your team can just break their arm in yeah. a game or something like that. So, like, obviously you don't have full control. It's not like you're you're out there playing. No, yeah. But 
she's saying that that was a bad thing for it that because you know people think that they can win you know if they just keep doing things and then uh, I don't know well I think part of part of playing fantasy football is you have to realize that everything is not going to go your way all the time and that you know you're going to have a lack of control over you know the the outcome of the game so basically i mean you're guiding the ship you're putting yourself in the best position to win but at that point like that's all you can do if you lose it happens like you'll just throw something through the tv maybe (laughs) um so to uh to start closing things out here paul do you have anything to say uh, not, not as really, like not as, as a full closing statement. Just anything to. Um, I don't know. I think it's an interesting thing to do. I feel like if I got into it, I would just be on my phone like Sabo all the time. <laughs> um, also, the first step is acceptance. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I I enjoy watching people get into fantasy football. So maybe I'll try it next year. Y'all seem to really like it. Yeah, so. your dad does it. Yeah, my dad. dad does it. He kept asking me for advice, and I was like, "Dude, I don't know." Paul, <laughs> Paul just relays the advice questions to me. I, yeah, so. I actually did do that. <laughs> Not me. I yeah. guess that's telling. Um, besides the fact that it's extremely unethical, it's <laughs> pretty sweet. Um, yeah, I'm I'm playing Zabo this week, <laughs> and I have to win to get into the playoffs. So, do you have any advice for me, Sabo? <laughs> um, start. Uh, just, just start hope, Allen Robinson. Hope that my lack of control ends up being my downfall. I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna go behind your back and like uh, help Marie kind of just like pressure you out of checking your phone this at all. This podcast was a ploy to get me. <laughs> <laughs> so so can win. I'm trying week. to figure out your methods, man, so I can just em, you know emulate, I guess. Well, maybe for hopefully from this conversation, you've been enlightened a little bit about fantasy football. I have. You you know a lot. Did you do any research? Or you just like I actually did not do any research. Yeah, okay. So um, I figured. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's all very interesting stuff, and you know, I hope that y'all kind of learned a little bit about it. I think it's it's just uh, it was an interesting thing to do a podcast about, just because it popped out of nowhere. It's sort of a weird kind of thing, because um, you know people liked watching football before. Uh, I don't know. Do you have any closing thoughts on it? Um, I mean, I just think that like if you need something to really excite your Sundays and like you like your Sundays in the fall, like you should absolutely give fantasy football a try if you haven't already. Um, I mean, worst thing that happens is you don't like it and you stop playing. But I mean, some like I pl- I'm in two leagues with my best friends, like in both of my leagues, like from my high school and now college. And it is like one of the best things that I, one of the things I enjoy doing the most out of the entire year. Um, so, I mean, with that, I want to close out with um, for the next time our, our league, me and your league, Nick has an opening, I want to personally invite uh, Paul here <laughs> to join our league and try fantasy football. So who knows, maybe maybe next year uh, we can talk and see how Paul is doing in his first year. <laughs> yeah, we'll be, we'll be making fun of him, no doubt. Uh, <laughs> the newbie. Yeah, uh, yeah we'll, we'll need some way to stay in touch after we all graduate, so that would be a good thing. Fantasy football is yeah. a great way to do it. Yeah. Apparently. Uh, you're not invited, Marie. Just Damn. Right. <laughs> no, Marie, do you do you have anything else to add? Because you're in a fantasy football league too. 
And Ryan ran it for me and I won. <laughs> so, um, Keep that on the down low. Yeah, yeah. sorry. It's a lot of hard work. And we'll edit that out. It, so. All right. Well, do you have anything else to add, Paul? I do not. Well, I guess that's it for us today in Athens. Uh, tomorrow's a big day for us, us Bulldogs SEC Championship. Uh, we're packing up for the tailgate. Uh, us three, not Paul, got tickets, and we'll be for what? On, <laughs> on t- we'll be on television. Uh, I think um, I think to one of us, one of us three, uh, Auburn's kicker, whatever his name is, is gonna kick us a ball to the right of the field goal post. Yeah, it's gonna be. It'll be wide right. Yeah. So it'll go right into our arms. Yeah. So watch out for us on TV. Uh, take a look at the other podcasts we've done on iTunes and Google Play. And until next time. Go dogs. <laughs>